Well, it's time to get into the Word, and today I want to talk about, I want to talk about love. Love, because, you know, as we're in the middle of Advent season, and um, one of the greatest gifts that we have received is love. And as we eagerly wait for Christ's return, because we wait for the second Advent, which we're waiting for Jesus to come for His people, you know, we celebrate, you know, that He came, you know, and dwelt among us, and we want to praise God for that, and let us always remember what the purpose is that we have here, particular, particularly here at this church, but it's not just limited to, to us. It's that we love the, our Lord with all our hearts. Number one, that we love God. That's what God has chosen us to do, to love Him with all our hearts, and then to love one another. Love one another, and so live a righteous and holy life according to the Scriptures, according to the plan that God has for us. And of course, we want that to be demonstrated. We want that love to be demonstrated by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. Everything we do, we want it to be done by the presence and power of our God. So this, this time of year is, is, I really enjoy this time of year. I don't enjoy this year so much, but this time of year is always kind of nice. You know, it's a, you know, it's a Christmas time and we have so much to be thankful for. But we have, we need to understand that, that we are the people of God. And if we, if we call ourselves men and women of God, if we call ourselves Christians, we need to understand that we are truly blessed and we have been given the ultimate gift. And that gift is Christ Jesus. That, that gift is, is Christ Jesus coming to live among us and then going to the cross and doing what he had to do on the cross so that we can be here worshiping his name. And so he has given us that gift and that gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And so Jesus even says about his own ministry is that he has come to give life and to give life to the full. We find that in John. And this world is so hungry, so hungry for the word of God. This world needs the love of God. This world needs to be infused with love. And they don't even realize And the only way we can change, the only way you can change the, the pattern of what's going on is through the love of Christ, through the power of the word of God. And God has given us abundant life through Christ Jesus. And I know this year has been difficult. This year has been a year like we've never seen before. It's been difficult. There's all kinds of struggles and, you know, there's just all kinds of things. But you know what? God is bigger than everything that has happened this year. God is bigger than anything that's going to happen next year. God is bigger than anything that's going to happen in the future. He is our God. And we need to understand that God knows. He knew everything that was going to happen already. This wasn't a surprise. You know, this is, you know, everything works according to the glory of God. Everything works for the good of those who, who are righteous and believe in His name. And, and God knows that this is happening, but He is right there with us. Now I want to read this scripture from John chapter 1. I'm going to read 1 through 14. It says, and talk, we're going to go way back to the beginning. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. Now he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives Light to every man was coming into the world. Now he was in the world and through the world was made through, and, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. 
Now he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor of a husband's will, but born of God. Now the word, verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. What, what a beautiful scripture that the word Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. That first, that first couple verses where the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was with God in the beginning. We're talking about Jesus here. Way back in the beginning, Jesus was right there right there and he is God he was there with God and he is God before the creation of the world Jesus was there before anything happened Jesus was there and he says to us all who believe in him he gives us the right to become his children all of us who believe in him have the right to become his children and that's why we're here because we believe in him we trust in him we we, we want to be part of his kingdom and he has given us that and what a beautiful time to celebrate as we're in the middle of Advent season, is to recognize that love that God has for us. You know, when I think about this great love that God has for us, it, it, just, it, just, it just really blows my mind. I was able to share a little bit yesterday with, with some sisters about things that the Lord has done in my life, and it just blows my mind, the, the love that God has for us. When, when we make decisions, we tend to look at the pros and cons, you know, if the pros outweigh the cons, we may do it. If, if it's the other way, we may not. But when, when we look at what the Lord did, it's just simply amazing. The love of God is just simply amazing. The Word became flesh. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. So here the Word, Jesus became flesh. He became just like us. And, and God knew that and God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they knew that when this was going to happen, that He was going to have to endure a brutal death here on earth. But yet he did it anyways. And why did they decide to do that? Because of us. Because God loves you, God loves me, God loves all of us. And the best way that I know to describe the Christmas season, it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. And, and as this, you know, this isn't a normal Christmas season, but everybody's still trying to do the normal Christmas things. But we need to remember and never lose sight of that love, that love of God. We need to never lose sight of that. Whenever something happens in our country, you know, people die in war or things like that, we, we always, you know, never forget and we never forget, never forget. But let's never forget what Jesus did. Let's never forget what God did for his people. Let's never forget the love that God has for us. That for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I know this verse gets used all the time. You see it in sporting events. People hold up the cards. But it doesn't lose its power and it doesn't lose its meaning. For God so loved us. And if we just believe in him, then we will be okay. We have one. We're going to be fine. We're going to be with the Lord. And we can't lose sight of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So like I said, people during this weird Christmas season are still trying to do everything that they normally do, maybe shopping and 
some places you go to restaurants, some not, it's very confusing out there. But the thing is that, that we have to remember that this is a time to not remember those things, but let's remember Christ. Let's remember who we are in Christ. Let's remember the, the uniqueness of Jesus. Let, let's get into the Word. Let's get deeper into the Word of God. Let's remember His teachings. Let's remember His miracles, His prophecies. Let's, let's, let's never forget the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remembering the people around him, like Joseph and Mary and Zacharias and Elizabeth, the wise men, the shepherds. Let's just remember the people that, that started this in the name of Jesus when Jesus dwelt, when he was made flesh and dwelt among us. Usually around this time, people tend to be a little kinder. You know, even people that aren't kind throughout the year around Christmas time, they, they start to, you know, they want to help somebody that's less fortunate and just be a little kinder here and there, maybe feed people that are needy. And, and, that's, and that's all good, and, and, but we need to remember what motivates us to do that. If we are motivated by the love of God, then great. Everything else is just everything else. But if we are do things motivated by the love of God, that means everything. You know, the Lord really cares about us. He really cares about us. So shall we care? Should we be caring? Yes. Should we care about others? Yes. Should we care about the Lord? Yes. And this is a time also of giving. If we read that scriptures, it says, So the Lord, so the God loved the world that he gave. He gave. Love is about giving. Love is about giving. God gave everything that he had. He gave everything so that we can be saved. He gave his one and only son so that he just so that we can so we can be saved. It's one of the hardest things for me to understand. God's love and how much he loves us. And I think I, I, I reflected on myself and I think, how, how can you love me, Lord, of everything that I've done? I, was, I, was, uh, I, I robbed, I stole, I cheated, I was violent, I did all these things. I, I would have been considered one of the people that, 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 were, that had him crucified if I was there in that time. Maybe all of us would have been at one point. But the thing is, of all the things that we've done, Christ still decides to love us still decides to love us if we just say, okay, God, I'm going to believe in you, I'm going to trust in you, and open my heart to you. Every day that goes by is a chance for us to be transformed into, into the nature that God wants us to be, to transform closer and closer to what God wants us to be. Every day we have an opportunity. Every day we have to realize that we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Every day we have an opportunity to grow closer to God, to grow closer to one another, and to show this world who our God is, to show this world that we serve the one and only living God, to show this world that our God is a powerful God, that we don't have to live in fear, that we can live in victory because we have been, we're already victorious because Jesus is victorious. And so we already have that. You know, God has forgiven us. Let's not forget the forgiveness that God has, has thrown our way. He forgave us of our sins. And how many of us are guilty? All of us. Not one of us are perfect. We are all guilty and we all have been forgiven. But you know what we should do? Is extend that mercy and that love and that forgiveness to others who have maybe wronged us. To others that have maybe, you know, done us the way we don't want to be you know, treated, and maybe we should forgive. Maybe we should forgive and, and do as God has done to us and show the great mighty power of God. You know, I remember I, I, was, I got to preach at one church, and I think I've shared this a, some time ago, and there was only a few people, and they were sitting on the ends of the church, and, and they, they all looked mad at each other. And at the end, 
um, they, they, God just moved in them and they started to forgive one another and, and it was, everything changed. They hadn't forgiven each other for years and they were just bitter at each other. But once they were able to forgive, it just, it just opened everything up again. We need to be able to forgive. And if there's somebody that you haven't forgiven, you know, let today, let not today go by before you say, I'm sorry, or, or, or say you forgive them. You know, let's do what God has done for us. And so it's a time of rescuing too. This, you know, God has rescued us by His mercy and by His grace. His mercy, He has saved us from perishing. Each and every one of us were lost, but now we are not lost. And without Christ, we, what would life be? Well, life wouldn't be anything. Without Christ, we don't have eternity, but we have eternity. We have hope. So this time, this Christmas season is a time that we have hope, that we could be excited because Jesus gave His one and only Son for us so that we can be saved. Amen? If it wasn't for the grace of God, we will be lost forever. And I love what Acts says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I love when the Bible talks about the power of the Holy Spirit. I absolutely love that because we need to be moving in that power. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power. And I know the Holy Spirit is upon you guys. You guys have the power of the living God. And the Lord gives us strength to do what? To express who we are, to talk about ourselves. No, He gives us power to, to show His Word, to, to preach His Word, to share His Word, to people to see that He is God, for God to be glorified. You know, as we think about Christmas, we should be thinking about change in us. How can we change how can I daily improve who I am? How can I daily serve God better? And we can do that because God has given us power through the Holy Spirit. We are not timid. We are bold. We're like Peter, who when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, was then able to preach and just let everybody have it in the name of Jesus. We have to be strong like that, trusting in God, trusting in His mighty power. Because it, it, that's what it's all about. It's all about new things for us in Christ, new goals for us in Christ, new, new ideas, new, new wherever God wants to take us, we do it in Christ, in the power of His Holy Spirit, in the power of His glory. And Christ will change us for the better. And we need to be rejoicing. We have, we can probably, if we wrote a list, we could probably have a list that is just a big old scroll of everything wrong that we have in our lives. But why do that? <laughs> Thought I was going to say something else. Why do that? Because, but in the midst of all that, we can crumble those things away and just rejoice. Yeah. Like when we were singing this morning, when we're singing, I love you, Lord, and praising God. You know what? I have problems, but I wasn't thinking of any of my problems. I'm just rejoicing and trusting in God. The more we do that, the closer we, we grow to God, the closer, the closer we, we, we understand His grace and understand His mercy and just, just cry out to God and say, God, I love you. I need you. You'll see that our problems start to shrink and shrink and shrink. And there may be huge problems, but nothing is going to outdo my God, your God. No problem can confuse our God. No problem can overtake our Lord. Nothing that is, nothing, nothing can stop us from serving God. Nothing at all. So we need to rejoice. We need to rejoice and forgive. You know, if we're able to forgive, it, it releases a joy in us. We're like freed, so we can forgive. We, we have a new life in Christ, a new mission in Christ, which is to serve Him. And, and the church is coming upon a time where 
as you see, we're outside, we're not inside, things are not quite no normal. But understand that the church needs to be moving in a supernatural way. We have to be moving in the mighty hand of God. We have to be moving in a way where, where miracles and, and just all the supernatural acts of our Lord is just commonplace and normal. And how do we do that? By searching deep into the Word, by understanding what God has done for us, knowing who we are in Christ, not doubting who we are in Christ, and knowing who we are, and trusting in the mighty power of His Holy Spirit. Because God gave Himself for us, and that's the greatest gift ever. The greatest gift that He can ever have done is to give His life for us. And so what are we going to do about that? We're going to love God, and we're going to let God you're going to let God mold us into the people that He wants us to be. Because we can't do it on our own power. Let's make that really clear because that's why people have a hard time being Christian or they don't want to be Christian because they start thinking like, oh, it's too much work. Too much work to be a Christian. You mean I got to read my Bible every day? You mean I got to stop what I'm doing and I got to pray? You know, I, I got to love others? I have a hard time loving anyone. You know, you know it's, it's hard to love others. It's hard. It's hard to do that. I'm supposed to not be selfish. You know, I, I, I like being selfish. You know, I, I'm supposed to give that up. You know, it's, it's not easy. I'm supposed to give to people, forgive those who hurt me. It's not easy. But you know what? We can do all things through Christ. Yes. We can do things if we do it not in our own strength, but in the strength that God has given us. We're supposed to change our ways, new goals, new hopes, new directions, have, you know, rejoice and be glad. You know, that's why people can't handle just being a Christian, but they don't understand that if, they, if you try to do this on your own, you won't be able to do it. If you try to be a Christian person or live a moral good life without the power of God, you will fail. You can only do that with the power of God. Because the only way you can live according to the Scripture is to be living the Scriptures. It's to be being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to change you. When I came to the Lord, I came exactly how I was. You know, I, prior to, to me coming to the Lord, you know, I did have a thought here and there of, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just make myself better one day, and then later on in life, I'll... When I settle down, then I'll, you know, maybe think about serving God. But the thing is, do we know what days were promised? We don't know. And can we change ourselves? No. We can't. But can God change us? Yes, because He so loved the world that He gave His only Son for us. He came and dwelt among us so that He can give us the Spirit, His Holy Spirit, so that we can have the strength and power to change in our lives. I want to read from Psalms 55. And I... And this is the last scripture I'm going to use. But this, Psalms 55, is a scripture where if you've read that, you see that David was being, he was betrayed and he was going through a hard time. And, I, and I'm just going to read some bits and pieces from it. But when you get home, read it all and you, you'll enjoy it. But here's what, what David says He says, Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught. He's having a hard time. He's in a place where he does not want to be. And, but what, what does he do? He calls on the Lord. He says, God, please hear me. Same thing for us. We may not be in a place where, where we want to be, but we need to call on God. God, hear us. I'm troubled. We can talk like that to God. Because if he loves us enough 
to come and die on the cross for us so we can be saved. Don't you think he loves you enough to hear your issues and your problems? He does. He absolutely does. And, and David understood this. And he says, I'm distraught. And then I'm going to jump to verse 4. It says, My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. And then look what he says in verse 6. He says, Oh, if I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and the storm. If, if, if only I could get away from the situation, I would. If I could fly, I'd fly out of here. But that's not what he did, and that's not what we're going to do. We, we are not going to run away from the things that are coming. We are going to stand firm in the name of Jesus. Because even though we are troubled, even though we are going through things that we wouldn't wish anybody to go through, we know that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We know that if we allow the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will see us through. And look what he does in verse 16. He says, As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Evening and morning and noon I cry out in distress, and He hears my voice. It's like Psalms 1. We meditate on the word day and night. Day and night, day and night. He says here, evening, morning, noon, or morning, noon, and night. You know, every day, all night long, we should be meditating on the Word of God and crying out to God. And you know what the Lord's going to do? He's going to save us. Because the Lord is not different than when He was back in the Old Testament. Now, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when He saved His people then, He will save His people now. Because He loves His people. So all we have to do is call on God. Call on God and He will save us. He will hear our voice because He loves us so much. Verse 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. You know, I absolutely love that. The righteous will not be shaken. Who are the righteous? The people of God. Are you guys the righteous? Yes, you are the righteous. Don't sell yourself short. You are the righteous people of God. And the righteous people will not be shaken. And God says to cast your cares on Him. Cast your cares on Him. We see that throughout all of Scripture. Cast your cares on Him. Cast your anxieties on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. David says cast your cares on, on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will keep you up. He will hold you up. I wasn't going to read this verse, but I'll read it for the wicked. It says, but you, God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of decay, and the bloodthirsty and deceitful will not live out half of their days. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be the wicked. You want to be the righteous. You want to be those that serve the Lord. And that last, that last part, he says, but as for me, I trust in you. As for me, I trust in you. And that's, and that's what I say for us this morning. As for us, we will trust in God. We will trust in His mighty power and in His mighty strength. Now, even though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we will trust in God. We will be with our Lord. And we may wish that we can escape the situation. If we had wings, we could fly away and go be safe somewhere. But we don't have wings and we can't fly away. So what we got to do is stand firm and get into the Word and know what the Word says. 
Because if you're going through something and you understand that the Word says, well, wait a minute, the Word says, cast your cares on the Lord. I'm not doing that. Maybe I should be obedient to the Word and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to cast my cares on you. And how do you do that? By praying, by talking to God. Talk to God. You, you know you can talk to God just like you talk to anybody else. It doesn't have to be a formal prayer in front of, you know, audiences. You know, just talk to God. Talk to God. Hey, God, good morning. Good morning, Lord. I love you, Lord. How are you doing? <laughs> you, you know, you could ask God how he's doing. <laughs> We can talk to God. We can have a relationship like that with the Lord. And that's what we need to grow deeper. How do we know if God tells us turn right or left if we are not talking with Him? How can we know when He's giving us direction if we don't know how He talks to us? I've heard people say, well, God told me I was going down the street and God told me to turn right here. And it's like, okay, that's, that's wonderful and, and that's great. But how will God tell you where to turn if you're not hearing his word and you're not and you're not sure what how he speaks to you so you have to speak to God you got to pray with God you got to spend time with God you got to you got to get into the word of God because remember the word of God God will never do anything that's outside of the word of God so you'll never be you'll never be tricked you'll never be deceived if you know what's in the scripture if you know what's in the scripture you know the thief comes to steal kill and destroy and you won't be deceived if you know the truth so we need to understand the truth. We need to trust in God. So this morning, this Christmas season, we need to focus on God and trust in Him. Trust in Him. You know, we all have, we all have issues. We all do. This world has a ton of issues. But we need to trust God. Trust in God. You know, cast our cares on Him. And believe when he believe the word when he says that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. What a gift that is. And as we think of the Advent season, what a gift that is that Jesus dwelt among us. He dwelt among us and he went to that cross and he was victorious over death. And here we are still preaching the word of God, still trusting the word of God. And, you know, we're not just here as a ritual of coming to church on Sunday. We are the people of God that God uses to march forward against what? Against tyranny and evil, against those that are not saved. We need to show the power of God. We need to follow the mighty hand of God. We need to follow the miracles of God. We need to do what God is asking His church to do. And it's not an accident that you are born and that you are here at this time. You could have been born at any other time, but God chose us to be here right now to fight the battles that are happening right now, to be the church that He wants us to be right now, to come against the world that, that is very wicked right now, to be in the front lines right now, to help those who are lost to see the truth. Church, there are so many people that are not going to heaven. So many people that are hurting. They're just dead inside. So many people. And we are supposed to care about them. Jesus cares about them. He gave himself for everyone, not just us. And so we need to do everything in our strength to be able to go out with the power of the Holy Spirit and reach those who need that life, that word of God, that touch, that beauty of the love of our Savior. People need that. 
and we are the ones that have the privilege to be able to administer the truth and to give the truth to those who want it. So for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if you have not received the Lord as your Savior this morning, if you have not done that, then today is the perfect opportunity for you to do that. If you're watching you know, or hearing us, if you're a neighbor and you can hear us out of your window, you know, don't be afraid to open your heart to Jesus. Don't be afraid to say yes to the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And if you're a, a Christian and you're struggling, don't be afraid to ask God for forgiveness. Don't, don't fall into that trap that, that the devil likes to do with, well, I already messed up in this area and I keep messing up in this area, so... I can't ask God for forgiveness again about the same thing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can because He loves you and He cares for you. And He will always be there for us. He will always be there for you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And that doesn't mean to purposely just live in sin, but what I mean is if you're struggling, God will forgive you. You keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying. So none of us are perfect and we all need to grow a little bit more. So as we, even us that are believers, let's trust in God. Let's cast our cares on God. You know, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen next week. But we do know that the Word of God will stand forever. We do know that our Lord will sustain us. We do know that no matter what happens, that God will be our God. We do know that the Holy Spirit will empower us to do the mighty work of God. You know, if everything turned into this post-apocalyptic crazy thing like we see in the movies and it's just chaos, guess who's going to stand? The people of God. Guess what? There's going to be people, righteous people, doing the will of God in the midst of that. Guess who you are? The righteous people. So it will be us, it will be the church that will stand up and bring life to the darkness and light. The world doesn't want the light, but you know what happens when there's darkness and the light turns on? The darkness, even though it might want to stay dark, it cannot stay dark. So the Word of God, the power of God, will change darkness into light. And we have to be that for the Lord. We have to be His people. So trust in God. Let's do what the Word of God says. Let's do what King David did. And let's trust in the mighty Word of God. Trust that God cares about the things that are hindering us. God cares about your hurts. God cares about the pain in your heart. God cares about the anxiety you have. God cares about the sadness you feel. God absolutely cares and absolutely loves you and absolutely will heal you by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. So I want, us, I want to ask you guys to come up and we'll finish by worshiping and just want to pray for you this morning. Oh, Father God, we praise you and we glorify you, Lord Jesus. And Father, in the midst of this time, in the midst of this Advent season, we want to 
always focus on you. We want to trust in you in everything, Lord Jesus. So I pray, Father, for those who have never opened their hearts and received you as Lord and Savior. I pray, Father, that they will be drawn to you. And I pray, Lord, that they will open their hearts. I pray, Father God, that our family members who don't know you will see you and see the truth, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that they will just open themselves up to you, Lord. And for those of us, Father, who, who know you, I pray that we can get to know you even more, Lord. That we can get to know you on a deeper level, Lord Jesus. That we will search for you in everything that we do. That we will search, Father, and seek the smoke by day and the fire by night. And that we will follow you, Lord Jesus. And that we will go where you tell us to go and do the things that you want us to do. Give us strength, Father God, to stand up against tyranny and evil and wickedness and stand in your name in the mighty power that you have given us authority and power to fight against the evil and the spirit of darkness. We come against that, Father, and we declare victory in your precious name. We declare victory. We break chains in the name of Jesus and strongholds in the name of Jesus. And we just declare your mighty power over your people, Lord Jesus. I ask, Father God, that you set people free right here. Those of us that are right here, sitting right here, Lord Jesus. If there's areas in their life that they have not been able to give to you, I ask, Father God, that they can do that right now. That you, that you just speak to them. That you whisper in their ear, Lord Jesus the things that they need to just hand over to you. Oh, Father God, I ask that you break chains, release us from bondage, and set us free, Father God. Set us free, Lord Jesus, to serve you. Set us free, Father God, to be on fire for you and to serve you with all of our strength and might, Lord Jesus. For we know that we are victorious. We know that we are, will be with you one day. We know that we will be, that we won already, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father, to see the spiritual Lord Jesus. Help us, Father, to see the reality of the spiritual realm. Help us to see, Lord Jesus, that you want us to move forward for your kingdom. Help us to share your love to this dark world. Help us to share your amazing love in this world, in this generation that, has, that is just dying inside. Help us, Father, to be that light. And help us, Father, to, to show your love in such a way, Lord, that they cannot, that they can just never not deny it, Lord. Father, we need you, and we praise you, and we glorify you, Lord Jesus. May your anointing be on your church. May your anointing be on your people, Lord Jesus. And may we be powerful in your name, powerful in the name of Jesus, knowing that you, Father God, will see us through all situations. And no matter what happens, no matter what befalls on us, we are already victorious. So, Father, we love you and we praise you. And as we worship you, Father, I just ask that if there's anyone that, that just, our altar is always open to pray for one another, Lord Jesus. And I ask you, Father God, to work in the hearts of your people. And if there's areas that we need to surrender, that we do so today. That we not wait for tomorrow. That we surrender to you today, Lord Jesus. This day, December 13th, that we, that we just surrender it all to you right now. That we leave it all, Father God, on the floor right now to you, Lord Jesus. That we give it all to you. That we cast all our cares upon you. And do what the Word of God says is to focus on you, to seek your righteousness, to focus on your mighty power, to focus on your love. Thank you for loving us, Lord. 
that a peace, Father, a peace that, that surpasses all understanding may come on your people, Lord Jesus. And may we have joy in the midst of whatever's going on in our lives. May we have that joy that we can only have through the blood of the Lamb. Oh, Father, we love you. And we worship you, Jesus. And we call out to you, Lord. I call out to you right now as King David called out to you. We need you, Lord. We have problems. We have issues. But, Father, we know we have you. And we know that you will sustain us. And we will stand firm. And we will trust in you, Jesus. We will trust in your mighty word and in your mighty presence, Lord. We will trust that you will go before us. We will trust that you will make a way for us. And we will trust that you will do miracles and break the chains. And we will, and we will be set free that people will see you, Lord Jesus, and be saved from darkness.